When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode, to another uh, great time here with friends, Dynamo Theory, the official Dynamo Theory podcast. We have to make sure we say the official, you know, just because we don't want Rudy to get mad. And once again, we don't have Rudy, unfortunately. Uh, We have Rodrigo. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? Everybody's doing great. Okay. (laughs) And then we have, uh, well, you know, we called the reinforcements. Uh, but this time, actually, somebody else entered the call. We, we weren't able to get Billy. He was uh, too busy doing, you know, what Billy stuff he does. <laughs> Billy <you know>? does. <laughs> what Billy does. But we got, you know, we got Manny today. So how are you doing, Manny? Glad to have you here. I'm pretty good. Good. How's everyone going? Doing? I don't know what time. Yeah, it's been good. good. It's been good. Yeah, man. It's, it's a late night, late what, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it is today. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk some Dynamo. We might uh, speak a little bit of Dash, even even though I don't know if they played or not. We, we're going to touch on the Dynamo dose, uh, you know, talk about the boys a little bit. They had a really good win. And, you know, we're just going to kind of keep it on that, you know. But I don't think this week around we had uh, any questions for the fans because we just forgot to post it on the, on the Dynamo Theory Instagram. We forgot to ask if anybody had any questions. So we'll make some questions up. Uh, but, you know, that's how we do it. But, yeah, man, let's get to it. You know, Chicago Fire came to town. Uh, we extinguished the fire, as some people would say, on, on Twitter. But, yeah, let me just get your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your thoughts on uh, – that's a ESL just kind of slipping by. But, Rodrigo, you know, tell me what, what you see uh, from uh, all the way in uh, Dallas, Texas, or as we like to say, southern Oklahoma. Good old Dallas. Um, Good old Dallas. <laughs> Tots, uh, team of the season. Um, you know, if anybody plays FIFA Ultimate Team, but uh, no, nah, I mean it's a great game. Obviously, the the thing that stands out the most was um, Thor coming in as uh, left wing. Uh, I guess that was kind of the big surprise. I know we've seen you know like Beto Avila out there, and of course the guy that I don't know if we even mentioned him anymore, but Fafa. Um, used to yeah, right. Like <laughs> a guy that used to just play that position. Like we thought he had it on lock, but you know guess not Psych. and um yeah it was a good game by the dynamo you know they went out there obviously like we were mentioning on the last podcast that this was going to be like their their time to turn things around um especially playing at home chicago who's not doing all that great and they also had a lot of key players out uh but they went um you know took care of business got that w two zero uh thor got a um is this is this wasn't his first goal for it was the, his first goal at for home. the at home. Yes. Right. 
But I was gonna. I think he has one already to his name. Yeah, so the second goal, first at home. Like yeah, so you know he he got another goal, and then Adam, who's probably been our best player so far, I think. Uh, I feel just well, our best player, um, defensively, our best player, or the best, sorry, but the best player as a left back in the in the league so far. Um, if you look at the numbers, um, you know, if Billy would would have told you right now that hey right this guy's what where he sits at but um but yeah i was actually looking at them earlier and i think he's like top four top three or he, he's maybe number one honestly um as far as left back position goes but he's shown great things um seca you know keeps improving as well so how we kind of mentioned before that um this team doesn't really need wingers and um the funny thing you know having thor uh play left wing the first game that he was kind of pushed out there, or supposedly he was a striker, and um, we asked uh, Paulo Nagamura if he was like, hey, um, you know, we noticed him playing in the wing. He's like, no, no, he's not playing in the wing. He's, you know, he's supposed to be a striker. He'll drop in or drop back to defend. And I'm like, no, dude, like, I'm watching the game. Like, he clearly feels comfortable playing in the wing. But, you know, Paulo, he doesn't want to give things away and kind of like – <laughs> be around the bush on things but i mean now it's clear he, he's a i guess the left wing i still think this system um this, with the, the players we have I, we can definitely go into um two strikers but um good things for the dynamo overall uh if manny wants to add anything on this game yeah manny give, give us your thoughts and then i have a couple questions for you guys uh first of all i think it was an excellent performance by the team I think, like like we all said in last week's podcast, I think it was a, a most needed win. I think, first of all, to prove, I think, some doubters, you know, like if Dynamo are progressing or not, you know, usually these type of games we might get a tie or unconvincing win. But I could see, you could see the strengths uh, that Dynamo can use against teams like these. You know, we see people criticize, you know, Adam Lundquist, you know, he's not creative. He's just, you know, he's just there. But you can see on the stats alone, like, if you just look at his stats of this game, he created four chances, Craig, four chances. And it has to be fancy alone, through balls, crosses. People will get to that. And you can see in this game, uh, there were – he was into the attack. And as well, I think uh, having players, you know, in team that could be explosive, you know, Memo is uh, having good touches, good cross connections of passing in the game. Uh, you see Darwin Quintero, even especially in the second goal, you know, the man is a reliability on creating chances and opening spaces. And of course, if you have players like that, you, you make the defense question who to defend, either Sebas, you have Thor. So it, it, it opens up the game for the Dynamo. And so with that in mind, you can take a lot of positivities on, on that regard. And also you see, you know, Steris, I think I think for me, Steris was one of the best center backs in the game. You know, his best performance in the Dynamo shirt, in my opinion. Uh, of course, you can't, you always have that reliability. You know, if he's in, you don't have to worry about who's, you know, if Parker's out, oh, we have to worry. Steris, you know, can come in and uh, create a shift. And so you see all that around, even Sedan, you know, he's rolling back the years, like like uh, Dustin said in the article. But you can see the peop- the the team is stepping up, and we needed this win before you know the big H comes in town. The big H. Everybody's talking about the big H. 
much. Uh, but yeah, before we we get into well, whatever we have, we're gonna get into. But let me just go ahead and give you some uh, little things that I have in my notes. So basically, this was actually Lundy's hundredth game, one hundredth game. Is that I don't know if I'm saying it right with the Dynamo jersey on. Uh, so you know, not only that, but you know, he's uh, he's having a baby too. So shout out to Lundy. You know, hundred games, an assist, team of the week, and a baby. I mean, you know, life is pretty good for for the Sweden guy. For the Swedish, Man, this guy's working overtime on that. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's uh, he's on everything. He he don't miss. Uh, so shout out to Lundy. Uh, you know, on the left back, you know he's uh, he doesn't really need a, a left winger. He can do it himself, basically. Um, same thing. Something that Manny mentioned. Uh, Stare is coming back in the lineup. You know, we we we're used to having. Well, he actually he got injured, so um, he wasn't around for a little while, and now he's back. Obviously, Parker. He was out for an injury, so obviously Stettis had to step up, and he's been doing pretty good. I know that you know some people had some doubts about him uh, coming from you know LA LAFC LA Galaxy, uh, and uh, but I think he has you know I think he has done a really good job. And honestly, I would I would rather I would like many said I would rather him start than maybe Parker. Honestly, I think he's been doing a better job. And I think I think Rodrigo was a believer from the beginning. So shout out to him on that one. Um, something else we didn't see Coco from the beginning, which maybe surprised some people. But then also thinking about the Portland game coming up tomorrow or today, when, whenever you're listening on Wednesday night, uh, you know, talking about rotations and, and thinking about everything else. And then a question for you guys is, how did you guys like DQ Darwin Quintero in that, in my opinion, I think it was like a false nine role, basically just go play, you know, type deal. And I think, in my opinion, it's probably the perfect position for him just to be like, you know, you don't have a lot of, you know, defensive responsibility, just go create, you know, type thing. Like you, you play as a 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, whatever you want to play, just go out there and play. But Manny, what do you think about, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, that we can tell in your opening statement, but how did you like him just kind of not having a, you know, a specific, you know, position in the field, but just kind of roaming around? I think, in my opinion, it, it really highlights what DQ can do in the field because I feel like he has just the space and can control his stamina more better in the game. You know, he doesn't have to be in a certain position or be in a certain wing. You know, he can just drift around, get the ball back in the midfielder, pass it. Uh, you know, and I think I think people don't don't mark him that much when he's in that position because people are like, you know, they can how to mark him because he's quick. He's quick on his feet. He can get delivered that quick pass. He's and the vision he has, you know, to make a pass, either a long ball or even shoot at any any part of the final third. You know, it's just gives more more depth and just re- reliance on just him on his quality itself. And but you know, I think also he has the ability just to give that that pass to even just the strikers as well. So you're getting a lot of just, you know, he's a jack of trades within that position. And you will know, you know, depending on the moment, you know, he create a chance or even score the goal himself. Something that, you know, I like in uh, Quintero's locker. What about you, Rodrigo? What do you think about that positioning of Quintero? Or not positioning, I guess, in this case. I just want to know what you think about it, you know? You being the Ooh. whole Quintero, <laughs> <laughs> Quintero negative person. Um you know, because it's Colombian and all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
No, I actually, you know what? You might actually like what I might have to say. <laughs> maybe, go. maybe not. We'll so, Mr. 442, I think this would be <laughs> the best uh, formation maybe we can exploit, you know, what's left of Quintero to do. Just if you, and, and I'm thinking more of a 442 diamond, I guess what you would call it, um, which is what, 41212. Yeah. Um, I think this formation would have worked great with him. We, we can see what he can do as the false nine. We're just, you know, creating plays, especially when, um, like Manny said, the big H comes, uh, comes into the team. You know, having Herrera, having um, Quintero as your um, attacking midfielder, and then Coco most likely on the other side, and you have uh, Vera as your defensive uh, midfielder. You know, gives a great opportunity for have Thor and uh, Sebas on top, and you know we we don't need a winger if that's a for a formation we want to go with. Um, we don't have to worry about you know Fafa, Corey Bird, um, whoever we might try to recruit. I feel like if we focus on what we have now and kind of go this route, you know Quintero is going to be probably the best piece that Herrera is going to be able to you know um, start place with and go ahead and get some through balls, some assists to both Sebas and Thor. But what, what do you think about, you know, Quintero and how he's been doing lately? Yeah, I mean, well, my main criticism of Quintero, you know, in the past was his defensive role, you know, because everybody, I guess in the in the style that um, Tab Ramos, and basically Tab Ramos. And, and it's funny because I don't know if you guys listen to, to the Glenn Davis show, but he actually interviewed Quintero and Quintero came out and said that him, that Tab Ramos basically had a problem with him. And that's the reason he wasn't playing. It wasn't, you know, any physical uh, impediments. It wasn't any, you know, something that he wasn't doing to, to basically earn the minutes, but it was just basically, you know, Tab Ramos didn't like him or didn't like his style, didn't like the way that he played. In my personal opinion, I think it was because Quintero, you know, he he struggles defensively, you know. Uh, when you play, you know, how Tab Ramos played, you know, it was like everybody attacks, everybody defends, you know. And, and you saw that from the number nine player to, you know, to the goalkeeper. Literally, everybody defended, everybody attacked. And Quintero, he does better whenever he's a free, free soul, you know, he's like a hippie, you know, type thing, you know, just let him do whatever he wants, you know, let him roam around and he's going to create something out of nothing. And obviously when you start thinking about what Tab Ramos had, yes, he doesn't fit. And it was a completely understandable why, well, not completely understandable, but because him being the best guy in the field is like, why would, why wouldn't you have him? You know, because every time he would come in, he would create and he would score, or he would, you know, give a pass, he would assist. So it made no sense. But then also, you know, if you some, you know, coaches, they they're really like hard headed and they want to stick to to their team, to their style of play, and they don't care, you know, if they have Maradona or Messi on their on their team. If you're not gonna play the way I want you to play, you know, you're not gonna play. Period. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just I'm just putting words in in the you know in the mouth of Tab Ramos here. But that's the way that I see it. And then with Paolo, I think Paolo, he's more open-minded. I mean, we, we've seen it, you know, the way that he moves his, his you know, players around, you know, tactics. Uh, you know, he's never going to tell you who's the starting 11 because to him, he has 18 starters, you know. 
So we're, we're always on our toes, you know, trying to figure out who's going to start, who's going to go on the right wing, who's going to go on the left, who our center backs are going to be, you know, which with every other team in the world, it's kind of like a sin not to know who your center back pair is, you know, because it, you know, it should be like a for sure thing that your back line, it's, you know, it's always going to be the same. You want that piece to know that, you know, your back line is always going to be there and you know the guys by name. But in this team, like, Anybody has a chance, especially with the rotation we have with, with center backs. You know, it could be either or, and they're going to do a, a decent job or a pretty good job, you know, in some, some games. Uh, but when it comes to Quintero and him roaming around, I think that's the best position for him, like a false a false nine or a 10, as, you know, back in the day, everybody would play. And like you were saying, you know, being a 4-4-2 guy or, or just growing up with that, you know, 4-4-2 formation, you know, you always have that 10 in mind. And I think Quintero is a perfect 10 or, you know, a false nine, whatever you may want to call it. But that yeah, those are my and, thoughts. And, and, no, and that, that brings a great point that you're mentioning, you know, how Tab uh, played him and now Pablo plays him. But I, I think you always have to go back of the, um, of the coaching mindset. Um, you know, I'm not comparing apples to apples here, but, like, I remember watching a, a Cholo Simeone interview about um, – basically him talking to Pep, the role that Messi plays on the team. And, you know, he always started as a winger at first. Obviously, as time went on, became the best player, uh, obviously, in the world now. But he would question his defensive ability and be like, well, now I play him at false nine attacking mid because he can create, but he's not going to come back and defend. And I know people are going to put, you know, I'm not saying Quintero is, you know, is going to be that guy. But people are going to put at least two guys on him at all times. So you're already wasting, you know, people dropping into attack. And I feel like under Tab, how we, he would play, he would just play in the wing for the most part. And if he even got to, you know, get subbed in. But that's because Tab was not utilizing us what he's supposed to do. Just roam around, be creative, and don't worry about the defensive side of things. You know, um, and I think Paolo, that's what he, that's the good thing about Paolo is that he sees that he knows his players. He can see that, um, you know, Quintero can give you that kind of sense of messy feeling of like he's not going to come back and defend. But if you get him the ball on his feet, he's already dangerous. And then having somebody as Sebas or uh, Thor, you know, that's like a quick, you know, and I think we saw that too. Um, was it the game against Nashville at a home where um, they had that? I think Quintero had that pass off to Memo and I think Memo either shot or missed or then Thor, I don't. It was just like a quick little setup of like just quick passing, but that's what he gives you. It's just a quick, um, you know, one through one. That's it. Or if he can get it, he'll chip you, and it's just that quick reaction from him. You know, playing in the wing, you're not gonna get that because he's gonna cut inside, gonna try to do too much. And under tab, that's what he was doing. He was just basically dribbling to nothing, and either lost the ball or you know, the, the other players wouldn't know what he was trying to do. Um, and obviously he was very frustrated with that, but it just comes down to, you know, um, we do have a great coach, even though people still complain about him of like, Oh, we're not winning games. We lost three in a row. Um, yet again, it's his first season and he's making it work with what he already has. Obviously they're adding key pieces now, but you know, for the rest of the season, once Herrera comes in, I, I think like, it's just going to keep going up from here. I know we early in the season we had, um, you know, and, and throughout this uh, podcast, we've, we've kind of um, done a ranking of like, where do we expect the Dynamo to fall at the end of the season? 
And I'm still thinking, you know, we're, we're going to be fighting there for maybe fifth, sixth, even fourth place, you know, comfortably before decision day. Um, because Paulo and you might get, you guys might disagree with me, but I think he's doing a great job. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not that I disagree, you know, because of Paulo's not doing a good job. It's just there's a lot. I think there's a lot more competition And that's where you're going to be able to see, you know, how Paulo is going to be able to, you know, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze the juice out of this team, you know, kind of like a real salt, like, you know, they don't have anything on their roster. You know, when you look at their names, you, you, you're like, who are these guys? But, you know, they're fighting for second place. And I think Paulo could do the same, obviously, but, you know, obviously Pablo Mastroni in our, in our cell has a lot more experience than, than Paulo. But I mean, I think he's doing a great job, but obviously, you know, we happen to be with, you know, Seattle, Portland, Nashville, you know, like the, the, the not bigger teams, because I guess the, the East Eastern conference also has good teams, but I don't think they have as much competition as this side of the world or this side of the Mississippi type thing. Uh, but let me ask you guys this question because I think it's an important one, and I, I think we point we mention it every game, but I think it's worth mentioning it every game because it, it's a great thing for us, which is another clean sheet and another night of great saves by Clark. So I know I know Rodrigo, you're a goalkeeper and you're gonna sing praises, but I'm gonna let Manny here just kind of talk good about Clark for a little bit. But you know, tell me like literally how important ha has been Clark. For this team, you know, like going into the half by blocking like at least three or three or four good opportunities that were for sure goals from Chicago to keep the goal at zero. I he's like a godsend. I'm not gonna lie. He's like a godsend <laughs> so for this team. The way the way it just it just I think if you think of a position that Diamond does not need to worry about is the goalkeeper. You you know that he has five four or five good saves per game just per game just because you know how you know how shaky or sometimes our you know defense mistakes happen but it just his he has growth confidence in the defense he his passing accuracy the way he just distributes the ball makes uh counter attacks or the quick plays go by quicker and so and the way he just keeps motivating the team You know, I think I think we see a lot of his in-game performance, you know, how much he's just getting the clean sheets. But I feel like he's more helping more just having that defensive mindset that, you know, we can push harder. And and you can see that in the games. Like, he's just into it and making sure, like, you know, each one, each player, you know, no matter if you're the, attack, the attacker or defenders, you know, to stay alert, to stay on your game. And, and you can show by, you know, by the way he's preaching, but oh, by his performance, you know, you can't, you can't lie that, that he's been instrumental ever since he came in. People had doubts. I have a friend of mine, he says, you know, he always have made one, two mistakes in him, but ever since he put on a Dynamo jersey, he just like resurrected into like, a, I feel like I'm seeing a typical Trois from Real Madrid right here, just blocking every shot that comes to him. But it just, he's, he's been phenomenal. He's been just phenomenal. And Rodrigo, since that we have you here, what do you think about Gaga Slolina? You know, the 18-year-old. Obviously, we scored two of them. But, you know, just a quick thought on him. Man, like, and I think I texted you guys, um, Rudy and uh, Chris, when he had that amazing save against Sebas. Man, like, it was just going to be a clear opportunity. And then out of nowhere, he just puts a head on it. 
Um, great goalkeeper. It was a great goalkeeping um, duel, I would say. Obviously, we were, you know, got two past them. Um, maybe could have been three. Um, not sure how VAR and the, the ref saw that one. Um, but, you know, great, goalkeep, uh, great goalkeeper. And he's linked with, um, who was it, Madrid now? Madrid well. and Chelsea. Yeah. Madrid and Chelsea, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know. I mean, that, that's good for the kid. It's young talent. And, obviously, you know, we, we kind of want that, too, that people rec- recognize the MLS and um, we can send good players to, you know, legendary clubs like Madrid. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, you know, top four <laughs> team. Coming in the, from a in Liverpool fan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> can't say anything good about Chelsea, huh? Uh, I mean, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> uh, Madrid, I like. You know, I, I respect them. Um, yeah, and then on the other side, like Money was saying, um, Steve Clark. You know, shout out to Miss Clark to I guess keeping it down this next three three days for him um, with the new baby. True, um, true. Hopefully, that can keep him focused, and um, you know, he's going back to. Portland where he played many years there and hopefully can give us another clean sheet and man I was looking at some stats that I'm like geez this guy so he's conceded at least 1.1 goals per game um, which if you look at here that's six best in the league Um, and then he's actually prevented 4.2 saves which is actually second best in the league Um, so yeah I mean what he's brought to the Dynamo it's been a lot. I mean, we, we talked about this before when the team was getting put together by uh, Pad, um, that he needed somebody with experience uh, in goal, somebody that can make a difference. And so far, he's done all of those things, um, especially bringing the leadership that he he's brought. Man, th- this is, you know, our defense obviously can get better, but we've seen so many different rotations of the back four, and yet they all put a pretty good performance. And the goals we've conceded, has they haven't been like a straightforward goal. It's always been either a ricochet second ball that nobody cleared a bounce, um, deflection, or maybe one or two golazos that they've scored on him. But other than that, it hasn't been just like a, either you know a mistake from him, a mistake from the defense, you know, giving it a ball, giving the ball away easily. It's just been unlucky uh, for the most part, but. You know, he's been making great saves. Uh, we saw it against LA uh, Galaxy. Uh, we saw it against Chicago as well. He had uh, quite a few. Um, overall, you know, solid goalkeeper. And I'm glad he's part of the team. And we'll see how long, you know, we can actually keep him for. True. true. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and move, move on to, to the next game. I think, you know, solid win 2-0 against a, a lower a lower tier team, I guess, in Chicago, if we could say that, I, I don't know. It's kind of rude, but it is what it is. Their last place in the East. So it was it was expected, you know, to win on that one. But, you know, coming up next tomorrow or today or whenever you guys are listening, but Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. because obviously it's a waste, a West Coast game. Uh, I was going to say Chicago. Houston is flying up to Portland uh, to take on the Timbers. And, you know, that's going to be a tougher game, obviously, you know, given the history of the Timbers, given the history between the Dynamo and the Timbers, that for us is very difficult to win over there, uh, given, you know, whatever the conditions may be, uh, turf field, which some some teams use it as an excuse, some teams don't. 
But, you know, just the fact that they have a really good team by a really good, you know, coach by a really good coach and, and stuff like that. But question for you guys is what if you were to uh, give a lineup, would you like, for example, because we were talking about earlier in the day, you know, in our group chat and some people would repeat the same starting 11 like Rudy. You know, he said team that wins teams, it re- you know, it has to be repeated type thing. And then you had other people, like I think it was Dustin, that he said, no, nah, we should bring in some rotations and this and that. So where where do you guys follow? Where do you guys fall on? You know, should we rotate the players? Obviously, given the fact that we have Charlotte at the end of the week, or do you, you know, go into Portland maybe with a mentality of we might lose this game, let's just go kind of chill and not try to get stumped and then go all out against, you know, Charlotte, or do you still go and try to beat, you know, Portland, you know, put your, your best players out there, the, the ones that have been doing good. Cause obviously the Portland is a West Western conference team. So the points against Western conference teams at the end of the day, you know, they're going to count double, you know, that, that saying of like a six point game type thing, you know, and then you have Charlotte on the ease that, Yes, you could get those three points, but at the end of the day, it won't give you a separation like this game would do because Portland sits like I think two spaces below Houston. So obviously this win could, you know, separate yourself from them a little bit more and give you a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a cushion to, to keep moving up and keep pushing people or teams like that down. So, Rodrigo, what do you what do you think about this game? Same rotation or or do we go with the same starters? Uh, same starters. Plus Coco, I would say, um, you know, I, I think we should go with the strongest lineup we, we can offer. Um, for me, that would be, you know, I'll name it real quick. Um, in goal, obviously, Clark, you have Seca, Stedis, uh, Teenage, Adam. That's your back four. I would put, um, throw in Vera in there, uh, Quintero and Coco in the, um, in the midfield. And I'll go with Sebas and Thor. And the other one's just kind of like a question right now to me. Um, I like Memo. I like what he's been doing. I just don't know if, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would still put him in. He, he's been playing well. Uh, he obviously works as hard as he can. I know it's it's going to be a matter of time where he's going to like start, you know, I guess clicking. I don't know if it's a mental thing because sometimes he just doesn't look all there, even though he's trying as hard as he can. Um it's just something that I don't know, maybe lacks a little bit of confidence right now, but I, I would say just throw the strongest um, lineup we can put out there. And for, you know, cause uh, I, I, I want to say Charlotte, you know, you're playing at home. I think that should be an easier kind of game per se um, in Portland. They've been up and down right now. Yes. It's tough for us to win. Um, you know, you mentioned the turf. I don't think that's an issue. I know, at Houston, um, what's it called? Uh, sports parks or whatever, whatever, wherever they're trained. I know they have a couple Houston of sports fields. Parks. Yeah. Um, so they have a couple of fields that are turf, or at least was the last time I was there. I'm sure they still keep those around. So I'm sure they can train if that's the case, but I highly doubt they need that. Um, but yeah, just go all out on this game. Whether we get the win, who knows? I'm leaning more into a, you know, if we get into score predictions, but I, I'm leaning more into either a, a tie here or a one of loss. I'll, I'll decide later. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. And what are you, Bunny? Well, how would you go into this game? What's your mentality for this one? If you were, uh, if you were Nagamura, what would you do? Uh, if I were Nagamura, I would tell you I'll give you 18 players and you pick. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, I believe um, I believe he's always a man of rotation. Like, if you know, we have convincing wins. I think uh, I think he has like a one team mentality. Like, you know, you play when you're you know, you you get called up and you pay play. But I still like Rodrigo said. I think we should start we should start with this the same lineup that we have plus Coco. You know. Uh, I think the team did pretty good. I could see maybe Parker going in for Steres and Coco going in for Seren. But uh, at at this point of time, I, I would I would still pick the team you know that dominated and looked well against Chicago uh, to be the same mentality to go into Portland. And I think uh, you know what Rigo said. You know we still have like many years of not winning in Portland. But Paulo today, well, yesterday, wherever you hear this uh, podcast, Paulo was pretty positive about, you know, when was the last time we won in Carson, you know, and we won 3-0 convincingly. Yeah. And so it's that it's like, you know, he's like, well, at the end of the day, whatever lineup he picks, he trusts in those players that can get a result in that in that game. And I think uh, I think he's building that mentality, you know, like, you know, who, who we just got to play our game and see, you know, it's soccer, you know, it's football, you know. You always have to put, you know, your best team and see how it goes, you know. But I believe, I believe the way Portland's going and the form, I believe we can get a result. Uh, most likely a tie, but you know, high hopes. I think we could have a convincing win as well. So I mean, we can all agree that a tie would be, you know, a perfect score, right? And getting a point from Portland, some you know, a place that is very difficult to get points off, a point is is good, right? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm glad. Because <laughs> I'm thinking over here, like, in my mind, you know, I obviously I want to win every game and I want to pick the Dynamo to win every game. But you have to be realistic and you have to look at all the different things. I, I think also uh, Portland, let's, let me check out Portland. See how they – obviously, they're not doing too great either. They're, they're one, they beat uh, Colorado 3-0 over the weekend. Um, which, and Colorado's a good team, yeah. Yeah, we're eighth and they're eleven at this current time, and we have one game uh, in hand extra in hand. Yeah. But yeah, so you know it's going to be an interesting one, and I think also you know this this game, you know games against big teams kind of give you a better uh, a better view, I guess, of where actually this Dynamo is compared to the big teams, because you know you always want to compare yourself to the people above you, not the ones under you. So. You know, the Chicago games, you know, the Cincinnati games, you know, the Miami games, you know, it's, it's good to win them. It's good to, like, you know, get that boost. But you have to prove yourself against the big boys, you know, against the Seattles, against the, you know, going to Salt Lake, you know, going to Minnesota, you know, going to places that are really tough for, for the Houston Dynamo to play. And I think Portland is one of them. So I think we're all positive. I think Nagamura has shown a different side of this team. And I know that, you know, he's always preaching about, basically looking forward and not looking back, not looking at our history. 
but you know it's it's kind of hard not to look at the history you know it's it's kind of hard not to look back and and see you know where the dynamo has been even though i think i i want to say rudy pointed this out that we have six wins this season so far and that's how many games we won last year so you know we have already tied or winning you know uh the number of uh, winning games to last season and the whole entire season and we're halfway so or about to be halfway if i'm not mistaken because i think it was like 34 right 34 30 some games yeah the, yeah they're for i think we're already i think we're crossed the halfway point we're already, crossing, I think. Well, but, but we're right there you know we're we're, we're crossing the border uh we're, we're just over the fence you know uh and we're saying hi to Trump. You know, your wall didn't work. We're here, guy. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> Welcome to America. So, yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead. Obviously, we're not going to be uh, back together till after Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, so let's let's talk about a little bit about that. You know, hopefully we go to Portland. We have a good, you know, result. And we can come back and, you know, be strong here at home. Another home game. Another uh, expansion team in Charlotte who started off kind of rocky, you know, they started off on the rocks, but I think eventually they get their feet under them. Uh, as their coach, you know, said in, in the beginning, estamos jodidos. And then now they're, they, you know, they're kind of, he got fired. So, you know, you, you might not want to say that if you're at a job, you know, don't say that you're screwed, but now I think they're looking better. So what, you know, obviously we don't know much about Charlotte other than what we have seen this season, and honestly, since they're in the other conference, we don't really, well, at least myself, I don't pay a lot of attention to the Eastern Conference to, to, to the playoffs. And since the Dynamo have been in the playoffs in a while, I honestly haven't paid attention to it. But any thoughts on Charlotte, uh, Manny? Uh, you know, as you said, uh, you know, it's pretty a mixed bag, you know. They have faced a few Western competition, but, you know, they have lost to them. Like, for instance, Seattle, they lost to, uh, they, lost, they play against Seattle. And lost 2-1, and early in the season they played against uh, LA Galaxy, and they lost 1-0. So uh, at the moment, you know, it looks like a bright side for us, you know, keep that keep that roll going, you know, being them from the West. But also you got to look at uh, Charlotte's schedule. You know, they play in Thursday, so uh, at a home against Austin. So, Broccoli. yeah, Broccoli, man, Broccoli FC, man, you can't <laughs> tell. Got to know, man, but – um. But it's still going to be a, a huge test, you know, back-to-back, uh, short amount of days. We play Wednesday, they play Thursday, and they have to play Sunday at, at home with us. So it's going to be uh, a tough week for them, to be honest. So I I would suspect that we have the upper hand, you know, uh, depending, you know, we have a day to rest, but also we have a day to actually sit down and maybe watch that game and see if Paulo will see, you know, how they play against – Austin, you you can see how they make a gel together. You know, there's still they haven't. I don't think they have confirmed the new manager. They still intern at the moment, so they're still finding the rhythm with this new manager. You know, they still have pieces that you know, as any uh, expansion team will be, and and I believe you know them coming to Houston, the Heat. <laughs> I don't think uh, they'll be comfortable with it. You know, they have a Polish striker, but I don't think the Polish striker have been a hundred degree weather playing before, so. We have uh, we have many cards in our favor, but as well, uh, I think it depends on mo- on morale coming from Wednesday. You know, if we get a good result, a tie, and come back home uh, and get that win, you know, it's uh it's gonna be a good game for us, and we have a good atmosphere. I think uh, I think we'll intimidate Charlotte. What about you, Rodrigo? 
Yeah, I, I definitely think out of those two games, this would be the the game that we can focus to um, really get that win. Obviously, you know, playing Portland, we we want to get the best results. I still say put the best lineup in Portland. Um, but coming home, uh, I guess this Charlotte expansion team or new newly um, MLS team now. Um, obviously, their their players is just like a, a mixed bag of different um, plays been put together and the last year or so that they had training uh, together and all that. And obviously our uh, former, I guess, Dynamo player, uh, Derek Jones is with them. Um, so we'll probably see him out there. You know, it'll be kind of nice to see him back um, for the Houstonians, I guess, that liked him. I liked him. I thought he was a great player. I thought, you know, yeah. he could have fit our system. But, hey, that was me. That's um, He showed good qualities. And, <laughs> you know, he, he's starting. <laughs> no, he, he's starting. What? <laughs> It's like that that type of vibe. Yeah. Like you can make it work. No. Nice guy. Um, yeah, so so I think um <clears throat> for the most part, this is a game that we should focus on winning because right after this we have Dallas, you know, uh big game. Herrera will be will be uh debuting. And I feel like it's going to be a much positive note if we tie or lose to Portland now and then obviously, you know, get that win against um, Charlotte. And, you know, you at least know, like, hey, you won the last game and kind of let, like let's hype it up for Herrera to not like lose against Dallas, especially being an in-state rival, our biggest Texas rival, I guess, um, you know, because it would suck just to be, you know, lose against Charlotte or tie and then you have a hard game against Dallas and it doesn't go the way you want it to uh, just building morale for the team. So I, I, I think, you know, must win. And yeah. All right. Let me close. Let me close with this, with a question. I guess we can say a yes, a yes or no question. Uh, and I guess you can give me like a minute of why yes or why not. So once Achacha comes, you know, which obviously he's coming, if not, you can ask, Uh, all the Mexican reporters on on the press conferences that asked 28 questions to Nagamura about Achache. Uh, but yeah, he's coming to town. But is there a, a world where Achache, Matias Vera, Coco, and Quintero play at the same time? Is that possible? Or did one of those guys have to come out? What do you guys think, Rodrigo? Going back to the the whole 4-4-2 formation, or 4-4-2 um, diamond, Yeah, it's it's possible, and I, I think that would be the best lineup we can put out there. Um, if you're gonna have to, I don't know, it's gonna be hard. If you if you sit one out, maybe Quintero, you know, coming in as a super sub or or something like that later on. But I, I feel like you have to have Vera. You know, um, he's just been pretty solid in the back for us. I think he helps build the play from the back. Um, Coco, you know, we know his distribution and his defensive work as well. Herrera is going to bring you a little bit of both. He doesn't do the, I mean, he, he'll draw back and basically be become a um, center defensive mid or, you know, just try to get the ball back as quickly as possible um, by dropping back, you know, starting play over. And then he can find anything in the attack. So he kind of gives you a little bit of both worlds there. And then Gendero, we know he's a playmaker. So... Yeah, if you're, if you're going to have to bench one, I would say, you know, you go for Quintero. But I feel like Nagamura is going to have to make a choice once he starts working with uh, Herrera, working with the team, 
seeing that maybe the system and hey, who knows? Maybe he listens to us because I feel like anytime we talk about something, <laughs> right? like the next match is like, shit, this works. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I wonder if he'll listen to us and then be like, you know what? Let me do what this guy said. And then he takes off the wings and like, I like this. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's yeah, do this. <laughs> There's a message specifically, specifically to Paulo Nagamura. If you listen to Dynamo Theory, the official, the official, oh, I know what it the official, the official, there you go, the official Dynamo Theory podcast. Next time you're in a press conference or something, just snap your fingers twice. That's it. That's going to be our cue that you were listening to us. Or, or I don't know, is that, that's kind of weird, huh? Just snap your fingers. Yeah. I don't know. What, what can, what can, we, I don't know. Do something that stands out that you know or just go like this you know like i don't know point you know do a finger throw the dance. h throw, throw the, the h. h throw the there you go next win because you know you're not going to do it when you lose right because he's going to be pissed off but next time we win just throw up the h on the press conferences and we'll know that you listen to us you don't have to listen to whatever we're saying you know like formation wise <laughs> but I, I just want to say that rodrigo has gotten a couple of few things in the past that makes us suspicious that Pablo, you're listening so i don't know hey and i'm glad because (laughs) i feel like anytime he makes a change it's been working for us uh as well for the team let's just put it out i'm just saying (laughs) it works for the team at least hire rodrigo as your assistant you know like a a low level assistant (laughs) uh but yeah you many what do you think can those four players play together uh yes like uh, that was the formation I was thinking of ever since uh, the one Rodrigo said, ever since we got Ache Ache, to be honest. Uh, I was thinking who will be the second striker, but I thought it would be Fafa, you know, maybe defensive going to league, but Thor has been really good on that on that second striker left wing, what quote-unquote what Nagarmo has been saying defensively. And then I believe we do, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think we don't have to bench any of them because I think we have decent substitutions you know Seren has been pulling up a shift this season memo has been doing pretty good we have the barlow experience as cdm it's been good it's been okay it's been eh. so you know i think i think nagamo is actually more trying to focus on that center that midfield you know let's control the ball in the midfielder and those especially if you get the ball to Acha Acha Coco in the midfielder and let go and let DQ do what he does. I think I think the I think teams will be afraid of giving us the ball in late because I think it will be just tiki taka everywhere because the way the control and the explosion that midfielder four quadruplet you see, I think it might it might it might scare some defenders. It might it might uh get coaches to think okay how we can get this ball away from this midfielder, and something that that's something that Achaja experience. Coco's quickness of up and down the pitch and just having Veda, you know, defending. I think, you know, sometimes we go for the standard formation. Oh, this is how Dynamo, you know, four, three, three. But ch- times are moving. We need to we evolve. We need to change. We need to keep on our toes and and concentrate what you have, you know, focus on who, who, who we have and how we get the best of these players. And I think that would be the best formation that we have. Uh, to... Uh... To the guy that does the Cuatro Cuatro podcast. Great, great show. 
Uh, but yeah, let's, I think that, that was it yeah, for the Dynamo, for the first team of Dynamo. Obviously, the Dash did not play, but they did hire like 11 people to play on their team. Um, let me, while I pull that up, let's talk about Dynamo Los because I want to give a shout out to all the ladies that are coming in. I apologize. I don't know all of you guys' names, but I know uh, Salmon is coming in, so shout out to her. And she hopefully she bring in some sushi. But that, yeah, Dynamo Dos. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Dynamo Dos, man. You were able to be there. You were able to talk to the boys before and after the game. Tell us a little bit about what happened before the game. <laughs> oh yeah, so we um, you know, we we walk in. You know, it's gonna be oh man, it's gonna be early Dynamo game, Dynamo Dos game. You know, never have those because of the sun. You know, the video camera. That's why if you see the Dynamo Dos late, it's because you know the sun hits right directly at the camera. So if it's early, you won't see anything on the stream. So, you know, it's good, perfect game. You know, we walk in and we see, like, <laughs> the pitch ain't ready. <laughs> the pitch ain't ready. And then, like, and then, like, it's been water. You know, Viva, Viva was always water. And it's, like, no lines. <laughs> so, it just, it just goes in the field. I was, like, great. So, it's, like, that's why we got the delay, guys. You know, always want to make sure you have your lines before you go in the game. But, uh, you know, but I think other than that, it's been a good result for Dynamo Dose. You know, the team that they had to face was number one in the Western Conference uh, team that has an eight unbeaten streak until that point. So, you know, and that's something what Kenny will always say, you know, this Tacoma Defiance is the team that people had their eyes on even before the season started. This is the team that have youngsters that can, that can press any defenders, you know, Whoever you're just learning the game or not, this team is dangerous. And you can see that during the game. The, you know, Dynamo was having a tough battle uh, just getting that ball from the midfielder to the forwards because the, they will crowd the midfielder. They will squeeze you out. And, you know, at the end, by the 86th minute, 57 minute, we had that free kick and Palomino just scored that in and boom, that's all. We take it home. We take it to the, take it to the bank, you know, you know, and it helps us as well. We lost three games in a row, good confidence, and a win from the the first team, you know, the first place team, you know, it's always good. Yeah, man, shout out to Palomino, who actually I ran, in, ran into him on Saturday, uh, and he said, what's up? Well, actually, I said, what's up to him, and he looked at me like, who the fuck are you? And then I, I had sunglasses on, and I pulled them up. He's like, oh, it's you. I was like, yeah, bro. He's like, you look different with sunglasses. I was like, I know. He probably I'm still had no him. clue who you were. Yeah, yeah, he probably didn't. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, this guy, this but, guy. But Shit. Me, probably yeah, turn to his uh, girlfriend and be like, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep like, walking. Walk some, faster. Some walk guy, faster. Some guy, some guy, he said, yeah. <laughs> don't look back. Don't look back. <laughs> Type thing. But now nah, he's a cool kid. Me and uh, me and uh, Rudy had the privilege of talking to him a couple of times. Um, so shout team, out bro? to him. Oh, you too? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where you where you've been. I, I'm so lost. But yeah, we we got to talk to him. He's a cool kid. So shout out to him. I'm trying to look up their schedule real quick. They got uh, San Jose. The first. When is the first? It's Friday, Saturday. Let me see here. Friday, yeah, it's a, Friday, first. It's, it's a Friday. It's a 9:30 kickoff game there as well. Go. So it's a late kickoff, yeah, because they they're playing San Jose in the West Coast. So. It's gonna be, but like Manny said, you know, it's gonna be a good, uh, a good uh, boost for them to get that win against this, you know, really good team. And then going back to the dash, I know that I'm. Oh, also shout out to Billy, man. 
really uh, put out a really good article on the Houston Tuesdays or Houston Dynamo Tuesdays, the segment that we do every Tuesday where we talk and we uh, talk everything about the Dynamo 2 or Dynamo Los. So if you're interested in that, uh, you know, trying to keep up with the, with the new generation of players, every Tuesdays we have a, a, uh, a little article that comes out. And Billy, you know, he's becoming a, a National Geographic photographer. So before he gets to the animals, <laughs> he's going with the players first. That was a terrible joke. But shout out to Billy. Um, are you guys still on? Yeah, you guys still on. Okay, because yeah, I didn't laugh. But hey, that's fine. Not every joke hits. <laughs> but going to my, the my dog was barking over here, and I was like, "Let me let me keep it on mute." Uh, shout out to Astro. Uh, but yeah, the Dash they signed a few a uh, few players to replace the national team players that are going out for the FIFA, or they're playing for the qualifiers, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. But they signed Kayla Hemrick, Megan Rosa, Haley Berg. And Michaela George, hopefully I pronounced that right. But yeah, man, shout out to them. And then of course, uh, Ebony uh, Salmon, if I, I think I pronounced that right. But those are the two, uh, not two, the five ladies coming in uh, into this Dynamo to hopefully, you know, keep the keep to the Dynamo to the Dash to keep uh, the Dash, you know, just kind of continue to fight because they're doing pretty good. They've been having really good games. Uh, Manny, what position did they're on? Because I know you keep up with them a little bit better than I do. So, so they're in the fourth position at the moment currently at, at this time. Uh, they have a pretty good schedule ahead of them. I think all eyes is on uh, Ebony Sal- Salmon because uh, she has a point to prove. Uh, you know, she has to play a lot this season. She was out for the, U, uh, the youth uh, women's uh, England national team. So she's been on that for for about a good three weeks or so, and so that's when the, the season started. And so, but when she got back, you know, the coach didn't like her. So now, mm. and so now, now she, I feel like she has a point to prove. And you know, it's funny because in, in two or three weeks' time, we're gonna face uh, Louisville, and so she's gonna she's gonna bring out the anger. But I feel like uh, at the moment, uh, with Sarah, and then you have uh, Juan Carlos. Amaros, Amaros is. Uh, I'm trying to say. I'm trying to remember how you spell it. How you Amaros, pronounce his last. Right? Amaros, yeah, he has an accent on the O. That's why I'm trying Amaros. to say how you pronounce Amaros. Uh, it's good. It looks like uh, the team is really well gelled. Uh, you know, this these uh, four players going to help. You know, stay afloat. You know, because you have Maria Sanchez Levy. You have, of course, uh, Sophie Schmidt, uh, Price. Uh, you have Chapman, but you still have a pretty good. Do- uh, core in team you still have jane campbell who's been lights out every time she goes in she always has she's like the steve clark for the uh, for the for the houston dash so she's always reliable and so it's so uh, you have a pretty good squad so if you're if you're not out you know go watch the dash tickets are pretty cheap so and you have a good atmosphere you know it's 713 now on friday 730 you know get your get your seven dollar ticket with our hot dog and three dollar beers there you go and shout out to the by city republic man and the, the search they're always out there but by city republic they've been there since day one cool people so shout out to those guys uh they're out there you know supporting the dash from uh from back in the day uh but yeah man that was it that i think we we touched on everything that we need to touch on uh dynamo dash dynamo dos 
I don't think there's any other teams in the in the club. So we got all three of them. But, you know, if you want Rodrigo to close us out, but uh, just Manny, if you want to just give us, let us know where people can find you. Uh, and then hopefully we get to see you again in this part of uh, the woods or whatever. Yeah, wherever that so goes. You can tweet me at uh, Manny Vela4. You know, you can always te- tell me how much you hated me on this podcast. You know, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I get it. It's fine. I'm not the most uh, input person, but... And yeah, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Paulo, Paulo, Naga, what is gonna go? Except, except Manny. <laughs> yeah. Except Manny. He's like, he's like, yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy was weird. No, but um, yeah, that's that's uh, my Twitter handle. I'm mostly more active on Twitter with uh, with the insights and just uh, the conference and going in, uh, kind of diving into Dash. So, so if you want Dash and Dynamo Dose, just let me know. And Vela has no relation to the other Vela, by the way. I think I don't know. Charlie well, Candle. Charlie well, Candle. to be honest, uh, it kind of it kind of was, uh, but it's uh, that was because that was in his Arsenal days. That was that's that's why that's why he's my he's my little he's a little boy I grew up watching. The the many candle. We're gonna start calling him many candle. <laughs> but Rodrigo, if you want to close this out, and we'll stop saying. <laughs> <laughs> We got time for that. We can make a whole another hour if you just want to listen to right. our pendejada. Let us know if you want an un, was it unfiltered uh, unfiltered. Uh, yeah, actually, do that. Send yeah. us um if you want to unfilter. <laughs> you know, it has to be approved by um our boss and Rudy. Right. I guess. <laughs> but you know, just send us your request there, and we'll, we'll come up with something. But um. Yeah, just uh, get in touch with us on our IG and Twitter at Dynamo Theory, or you can send uh, an email to Dynamo Theory Podcast at gmail.com, which I hopefully somebody's looking at it because, man, that, that inbox is probably full. Um, Shout out to Rudy. <laughs> you know, just comments, you know, questions. If you want Manny to stay on the show or just get the boot, you know, just send, send it there. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, you, you can find Christian at uh, Chris Putalias. You can find uh, Rudy, who's not here, but you can find him at Rudy Segura 3. And you can find me at Rodrigo Segura 01. Again, for all content, uh, simply just go to dynamotheory.com and uh, connect with us. Yeah. So thank you again, guys. Thank you, Houston Dynamo fans, for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever or ever.